Hello, my name is Nicole Carlson and welcome to Money Mindset and Manifestation for the High Performer. We talk about manifesting all the things, how to get a life where you have all the things. And I'm not just talking about manifesting money and manifesting our business and manifesting our soulmate and manifesting the health that we want. I'm talking about manifesting true happiness, true connection while getting all the things, right? Because I believe that your soul wants all the things. Your soul wants to go bigger, live bigger, be that person that you know that you are capable of becoming. So I know that to get that, you need to be connected to yourself, to your soul, to your desires. And that's what we're talking about here because I've lived that life where I had all the things on the surface, the house, the husband, the money, the career, the cars, all the things. But inside, I was I just felt like I was dying. I had panic attacks, anxiety attacks, all these things. And I needed to heal from those things. So I want you to have it all. And I want you to be fully, completely fulfilled while having it all because none of that's worth it if you aren't truly happy. So tune in and let's get started. And I am so excited to talk to you. <laughs> so excited. I think you're the first guest that I've had on. Oh, I am so honored. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a guest on. Okay. Yeah. We are live. Um, hopefully, the comments will show up. I don't actually know. Um, but I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I'm a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner, which is just like fancy alphabet soup to basically say I help people with their hormones. So that's what I specialize in is helping women balance their hormones naturally because when I started my hormone journey, um, I didn't really plan on starting it. You know, I had graduated college. You know, I lived off of bagels and coffee and crackers because, you know, that's what you do in college. Um, and I found a lump in my breast, and that's what sent me to the doctor. Um, and they diagnosed me with fibroadenomas, which are benign breast tumors, which I know that now, but when they said, you have fibroadenomas, like me panicking, crying in the car, Googling, what the heck are fibroadenomas? I always get frustrated about that with doctors in general, is they like diagnose you with this and then they just leave. And you're like, what do I have? <laughs> like, am I dying? Um, anyway, so that started my journey with trying to figure out my hormones. And I did doctor after doctor, naturopath after naturopath, all of the things and got nowhere. Um, because everyone tried to treat my fibroadenomas, you know? The one thing which was a symptom of something else. Nobody looked at my body as a whole. Nobody talked to me about my cycle. It was just, oh, I have this magic supplement, or I have this magic diet, or I have this magic whatever. Do this for 30 days, you'll be good. Do this for 60 days. Um, 
So that's when I just kind of was like, screw this, I'm going to do my own thing. So I did. And that's where I ended up on tracking my cycle. And I was like, wow, I have really weird cycles. And why are my periods so painful? Because I'm seeing that this isn't normal. And I'd had debilitating periods my whole life. So that's when I dropped all of the different like 30-day cleanses and diets. And these were doctor-recommended diets as well. Um, and just started eating to nourish my body. And I stopped paying attention um, to like, oh, this is a bad food or this is a good food. And it was just how does it make me feel? Like, how's my stomach feel afterwards? How's my energy, my bloating, my mood? Um, and started to really pay attention to how this was impacting my cycle. And I went on, I kept studying, researching, um, and I balanced my cycles, painless periods. My fibroadenoma started shrinking after literally three years of them just not budging. Um, got Raised my progesterone, so I was able to get pregnant, had a healthy pregnancy, and went on to keep studying, and now I help, I help other women do that. That is incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish I found you so long ago. <laughs> um, so I have al always had problems with my not, – not as bad as, you know, some women. Mm -hmm. I've always been, like, like, struggling with my energy, struggling with my emotions, yeah. um, a little bit painful, but mm – -hmm. um, and I've always been so angry at my yes. body, so mm -hmm. angry. Yep. And I remember, I'm 44 now, but I remember pretty much every year for the last 25 years, I've, you know, created a Google Doc or created a Word Doc, did all the research, tried to figure out how to, like, and it's like diet and exercise. I'm like, I'm doing that. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. And by the way, you look amazing. So oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> that is what everyone says. Like diet and exercise can fix everything. Um, and I think that nutrition is powerful. Nutrition, food is medicine. I truly believe food is medicine. But if you have no idea what you're doing with it, it's like not medicine. <laughs> no. You know, and I think that's the frustrating thing is people all the time are like, food's medicine. And you're like, oh, that's great. And I'll hear people be like, I, you know, I eat a certain caloric limit. I eat my, my veggies. Like, why do I feel like crap? And then I look at their food and I'm like, well, your idea of good nutrition and my idea are two different things. And I think that's where the disconnect is, is there's not enough education out there. And a lot of it that's out there has been studied on men. You know, like you'll hear me go all the time about IF, keto, all of these things that have been studied on men. And then women try these things because they feel like crap and it's marketed to them as the magic solution to all their hormonal issues. And then they feel like a failure because why didn't it work for me? And that is just my, the most frustrating thing because they end up in your position where they feel like their body has betrayed them. And, you know, especially miscarriages or struggling to get pregnant or calling in sick to work because their periods are so painful or um, PMDD where you literally feel like a completely different person before yes. your period. And it's like your body is telling you something is wrong. But because women are not taught 
to look at their periods and their cycle as their fifth vital sign, as something we should be paying attention to. It's always just ignore, shut down. You even go to the doctor and you're like, I have horrific periods. That's normal. Part of being a woman. You know, and so we're just taught from early childhood. When I got my first period, my mom was like, yeah, that prepares you for labor. Like, you know, God bless her heart. Like, she didn't know any better. <laughs> but, like, um, literally, like, that's what we're taught. You know, we're taught that that's normal. All those PMS things, hormonal things, it's normal. It's part of being a woman. And so we just, I have women in my DMs that are like, I hate my hormones. I hate my menstrual cycle. And I'm like, no, like, it is such a powerful superpower that you get to have, but we aren't taught to love it. We aren't taught to use it. We're taught to ignore it, to shut it down. If it starts telling us things, that's all in our head. It's just mm-hmm. part of being a woman. Mm-hmm. That went off on a very interesting rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're expressing the frustration that we all have. And I didn't actually do anything about it until last year when I pretty much slept for three or four months. I lost money in my business. I couldn't perform. And um, I was like, I've got to do something. And I, I just got online and hired the literally I hired the first coach that I could find Mm -hmm. and thankfully she ran all the tests on me she ran the spit test uh the stool test which was fun fun, isn't it (laughs) I was like I don't want to work with you just because I have to take that test (laughs) yeah uh the blood test I think there's a fourth test in there um but I found out that I had H. pylori a parasite that like I think half the the population have or one third of the population has and got rid of it yeah got rid of it but the effects from the H pylori and my hormones were already messed up um Mm -hmm. so I've been balancing those and drinking green tea and doing the seed cycle that you recommend um and just tracking my cycles and I'm noticing there's three specific days of the month when I'm just like I don't want to get out of bed yeah. at all mm-hmm. um so it's been really um like um like I'm connecting to my body and connecting to my soul uh which is something I've not used to in this aspect i'm used to going to the gym i'm used to you know connecting yeah. there but this is like um super intimate mm-hmm. yeah. and really going deep with you know who i am as a woman mm-hmm. and it's 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 been really enlightening yeah and i think um like you said, it's you're connecting to you, like who you are. And that's, I think, one of the biggest gifts that you can give anybody. Um, but then secondly, I think the second biggest gift is just realizing you're not crazy. Um, like when I walk women through their cycle and I point out, okay, you know, this is what this is telling you. And this is what these symptoms are pointing to. And they're like, there's a reason why I feel like that. I'm like, Yeah. There's a reason why you feel like that. So I think it's so important to just um, listen, track, and then listen again. Like write it down. Keep like 
and just stop ignoring it. Stop being like, no, 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 it's just normal because feeling crappy all the time is not normal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and I think it's something, something that you said is really important that the symptoms, the in, things that annoy us yes. are not the problem. Yes. And we keep trying to fix the symptoms. Yep instead of the actual problem and I find that because I'm a business and relationship coach mm -hmm. and I find that we try to fix the symptoms all the yes. time mm -hmm. um, without really looking at the problem um, so with that said how do we know when we need to DM you and say hey when, when is your next opening right so honestly I would just take track of what's going on in your body right now. Like, do you feel a ton of PMS before your cycle? Do you get a ton of brown blood, like spotting before your cycle? Do you get debilitating period cramps? Do you get really bloated? Do you get a ton of cravings? Are you struggling to lose weight no matter what you're doing? Do you feel like a completely different person with anxiety and mood swings before your period and people are like scared to be around you? Um, are you bleeding really heavy or barely bleeding at all on your period? All of these are signs of a hormonal imbalance. Um, and it's fixable. That's the thing. It's fixable. And I think um, I have the biggest thing I, people will always put like um, in the groups after like we're going through anything. I had a painless period. Like if I wasn't bleeding, I literally would not know I'm on my period because I didn't kill anybody before my period. But it's so like uncommon to us. We just can't fathom what that is like. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that I should have called you when I was like 20 years ago. I mean, you, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> you I wasn't even working that. then. <laughs> You may have been very young, <laughs> um, but I think that I should have gotten help 20 years ago when it yeah. was annoying me. Yeah, and I think if you, if you start when you're listening to the issue, like I've had women work with me who are literally like, I don't even have that many issues, but I want to prepare yeah. for a healthy pregnancy because that is when I know it took so much toll on your body. I want to be prepared for that. Or... Um, but honestly, if you start when it's small, it doesn't turn into something that controls your life, okay? Um, my biggest thing is I work with so many women who have just hit rock bottom. You know, one of my clients, like, had migraines every day. She had seven kids, migraines every single day. She had no energy. Um, she had Hashimoto's and it took that long for her to hit rock bottom because she was just like, I have so many other things I need to do. Like taking care of me is not one of them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, you know, more on the larger scale, but that's a lot of the women that I work with, you know, they've been to doctors and been dismissed for so long that they're just like, why should I even bother trying? Because the doctor keeps telling him, oh, that's perimenopause. Oh, no, 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 that's just like, let's put you on birth control. And they're like, well, I don't want to go on birth control. And the doctor's telling well, I can't help you. And so they stop looking. Um, they stop looking for help. Um, 
But I think that preventative in hormonal health can be massive because if you get to the point where, you know, your periods are debilitating or you have no energy, like we have so far to build up, you know, it's going to take so much longer opposed to like when you first start getting symptoms, if you can jump in and navigate that, you know, that's a much quicker healing process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, we are conditioned at... especially in America, just push on, keep going, yeah. uh, no matter what, because we're all trying to achieve the next goal. Yes. Um, and so there's no time to rest. So like after my mom died, I didn't, I didn't like heal from that. After my divorce, I didn't take the time. So like all these things we're told to keep going and we think that we're fine because exactly. what happens to us exactly. is not that bad yes and what did you even say you're like it's not that bad for me I know other women have it worse I hear that all the time um because you know you're like okay I don't have endo or maybe you don't know but you're like I you know hear these stories of women that have like a 12 out of 10 pain where you know they're vomiting on the floor and it's like okay I'm not vomiting so mine's not that bad right and it's like you shouldn't even have to take Advil that's how much of like your period should not affect your life, you know? So I think that's important to pay attention to. And I am so sorry, but I can hear my child that just woke up. So mom life, I have to go grab him. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So whoever's on, say hi. Let me know if you have any questions. I am not even sure if I can see the comments. So Please help me out. Oh, okay. I need to share this to a client who needs to hear this. She's suffering from this. How do I share? Okay. Brianna. Awesome. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this out in an email to everyone. Um, Or you can invite her into the group or, yeah, one of those two. Uh, I'm eventually going to put this on my podcast when I get it back up. Chelsea. Woo. Chelsea's in the house. Okay. Now I can see comments. You guys have questions? Ask. Because Leah is a hormone goddess. I don't know if that's a thing, but she's amazing. And um, I want to get everyone to the next step. Whatever that is for you, if you um, if you want to just, you know, track your cycles if you want to ask for some advice if you want to ask anything let me know questions are like yeah now's the time uh i came late but i watched this from the beginning okay awesome i'm so glad you're here how are you doing um so one of the things that i want to ask her is how to run your business around your cycle because I think that's a really good question. So if you guys have any other questions, let me know. Um, And then she also has a group called Balancing Your Hormones Naturally. Let me see. Yeah, Balancing Your Hormones Naturally, um, where she has a lot of good, like, great videos, like just tons of content about how to balance your progesterone and baby stuff. 
I don't know about baby stuff. All I, I don't have any kids. I'm not going to have babies, but, um, I'm sorry. Totally my husband fine. is working out of state. So totally fine. Single momming it over here. I'm just trying to get some questions from the group. Oh, yes. Um, Brianna says she came, uh, she has someone that she, that she needs to send this to. So I told her I'm going to send this out in an email. And yeah. um, I was also telling them where they can find you in yeah. your group. Yeah, come in our group. It's so much fun over there. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so. My group, there's a lot of balancing hormones. What group? Oh, uh, balancing hormones naturally. Naturally. Balancing hormones naturally. I'll, I'll put that in the comments after. Um, so as far as women who are working primarily in their masculine, mm. <laughs> um, what kind of advice do you have around our cycle and working yeah. and when should we be working on our, our creative stuff and when yeah. should we be like more in our masculine, feminine, all of that? So I think that, um, you know, we, especially in corporate, you know, you enter a man's 24-hour cycle where every single day, you know, his hormones reset every day. It's 24 hours. And so, you know, he has like that his testosterone is highest in the morning, you know, it drops, estrogen rises, and then that rehappens every day. So every day he can kind of expect a very similar pattern. Well, ours is very dependent upon our phase, okay? So we have four phases of our menstrual cycle. Um, menses, which is when you're bleeding, menstrual phase, you know, makes sense there. And then when you're done bleeding, you head into your follicular phase, which is the follicles getting ready to release the egg. So follicular makes sense. All making sense here. Ovulatory phase is when you start creating cervical mucus um, up until when you ovulate. So makes sense. Called the ovulatory phase. And then we head into our luteal phase, which is because when you ovulate, the the follicle that released the egg forms a corpus luteum, which produces progesterone, which is why it's called the luteal phase. So those are your four phases. Um, and when you understand that you have four phases, you know, we can work with them, right? Okay, so when you want to show up the same every single day and go 100% every single day, what ends up on happening is you aren't tapping into each power of the phase. And what ha happens is you are then showing up at like 60% instead of 100. So instead, if we use each phase to the best of its ability, we are going to slow down a little bit in our menses phase so that you can show up 140% the rest of your cycle, okay? So you have to listen to your body, okay? So let's go right back to the beginning. So menses, when you're bleeding, um, think about, I really think about this, like um, you're, sh you're shedding your uterine lining, like the start of something new, the end of something, you're wrapping up a cycle. And it's very reflective, okay? Lots of journaling happens here. Lots of, um, hmm, like how did this month go? What are things I loved? What are things I didn't love? Okay, so if you are a business owner, this is a great time to kind of like take a look in your back end. Um, don't push your workout super hard. Napping is highly recommended workout. Um, basically, just slow down, okay? You aren't going to be as social, and that's okay. 
don't schedule your live videos, don't schedule creating your content during this time. Honor that phase to slow down. Because if you do that, when you head into your follicular phase, when your estrogen is rising, these creative juices come. And you are extremely creative during this time. You start to get more social. You start to want to network with people, okay? So it's a great time for group classes. This is a great time to get on live video. I always recommend people batch their content during this time, especially their video content or even their written content because, you know, you're writing it in that high vibe um, mindset. And people can read between the lines. And if you're writing content and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like this totally makes sense. But the energy you're putting into it is that, like, it's going to come across that way. So. Um, this is a great time to do collaborations and networking. If anyone wants to take a guess of what phase I'm in, I'll give you a good one. <laughs> because that's when I schedule my live videos and collaborations as well. Because your right and left brain are firing more together. And so you actually think of words faster. So you, I'm sure you guys have known it. Where you're having this conversation, you're just like, wow. I'm on fire. Like, how did I know all those words? And then you have conversations or you get on stage, you just go, oh, what's the word for bread? Literally. That's because you want to tap into that power in each phase. And this follicular phase has that. You are more creative. You have this higher energy, okay? Your estrogen makes you more sensitive to insulin. You utilize carb better. And that takes you right into your ovulatory phase where you guys, you are the most empathetic, your communication skills are the highest. This is when estrogen is at its highest, testosterone is at, is at its highest. So um, this is when you're a little bit more ballsy. This is also when you feel a lot more sexy. Um, go out, um, ask for a raise. I honestly, when I plan out my business like launches, I start my launch in my follicular phase. And I end it in my ovulatory phase because that follicular phase is creative. I have all these juices. I'm good. I'm ready. And then ovulatory phase, I'm still going strong, but that testosterone's higher. So when you need to get a little bit more ballsy on your videos and you need to do the, um, you need to get on and tell people like, you know, give them a little bit of tough love, ovulatory phase coming strong for you there. And then that takes you right into your luteal phase, which is when your progesterone is your more dominant hormone. And your progesterone is like your fat cat hormone, literally. Like, I mean, it's not like you get fat during that phase, but you know the phase where you just kind of want to, like, sit and cuddle up with a blanket? That's this phase. Um, and just honor it. Like, I don't schedule networking events during this time. And if I do, I tell you I stumble over my words. I'll be the person being like, what is the word for a luteal? Like, it's just, it doesn't come to you as fast. And sometimes you have to do it. And that's okay. But make sure that you give yourself extra time to recover. Like, I'll schedule in fast during that time. Or I'll schedule in, like, maybe some yoga. Or I'll schedule in just taking a walk outside or sitting outside. And just know that you're going to need more time for yourself, more time to rejuvenate. Like if you have a social event, just know that you're not going to come home and be like, yeehaw, like you're probably going to want to like isolate and be like, okay, I need to recharge from that. And that's okay. But understanding that you aren't just like, am I psycho? Like two weeks ago, I made all these plans and then you head into your luteal phase and you go, why on earth did I do this? That's why. <laughs> okay. So don't make plans two weeks in advance if you know you're going to be in your luteal phase. But on the bright side, you know, you also like I've heard that especially writers love this phase because they just like 
get layers of focus. They don't want to go out and socialize, so they get so much work done. Um, it's also a time when I love to do the back end. So let's say you launched in your follicular ovulatory, you wrap up your launch, and then luteal phase, you onboard everyone, you get contracts out, you like get all the nitty-gritty back end, you repurpose content, right? You know, you take that live video that you did and you turn it into a blog and an email and, you know, you utilize the power of each face. You know, you're very detail-oriented. So you use that that follicular creative energy to just pump out all this stuff. And now luteal phase, when you want to slow down and not socialize as much, that's fine. Now utilize all that stuff you created. Have some more time for self-care. You actually burn an extra upwards of 300 calories in your luteal phase because of progesterone. But if you push through and you just go, 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 you are going to be spiking your stress hormone, cortisol. We all love it. And cortisol and progesterone are made from the same compounds. And your body prioritizes cortisol. It prioritizes your fight or flight. It's going to save you before it's going to take care of your progesterone. So if you get moody and PMSy and ang you get a lot of anxiety. See, I can't even think of my words now. Um, and you get bloated, tons of cravings. We're, we're talking about maybe not having the correct amount of progesterone here. But we always just push through it. We're like, I said I was going to go and show up for that 6 a.m. workout, so I need to do that 6 a.m. workout plus, like, whatever. Instead, your body's like, can I just sleep for another 20 minutes? But that's being weak. So we don't listen to it. But you need to. And you ever wonder why you want to eat your pantry in your luteal phase? It's because you're actually burning 300 more calories. So you actually need to eat more food. And if you don't honor this, you don't eat more food, you don't pay attention to slowing down, it spikes your cortisol. Um, when our cortisol is just up there living its best life, you know, not letting our progesterone do what it needs to, you tend to gain more fat on your waistline. Cortisol belly. You struggle to lose weight because your cortisol is not working with you guys. And then you have all of these PMS symptoms. So honestly, if you just slow down a little bit, you eat a little bit more food during that time, you slow your workouts down, you slow your roll, your whole body is going to be happier. It's going to give you a much better period. Yeah. Yeah. That's the rant of the day. So I want to be in phase two and three all the time. <laughs> Those yeah, are my favorite. <laughs> um, so start our launch in the beginning of phase two. Yep. Through phase three. Yeah. Yeah. So like the end of the end of great. phase three. Yeah. You will. You'll okay. you'll end it up. Which I feel like a lot of people naturally kind of do that without realizing it maybe, um, just because that's when your energy is going to align with you. But I don't know, some people's favorite phase is a luteal phase because they just like, like the excuse to just come in and chill. And if you have balanced hormones, the luteal phase shouldn't be the end of the world. I think that as an extrovert, which I am, I would get frustrated because I typically get very rejuvenated being around people. But in my luteal phase, not so much. And so I would kind of wonder what's going on. But um, when I understood that, I'm just like, oh, it's fine. Like, I understand why that's happening. And maybe I'll choose who I spend my time with a little bit more wisely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow, that was a lot. Okay. Yeah, All right. Oh, no, no, no. That's, I mean, it's super helpful because yeah. I've gone online several times and I'm like, this is, it, it just feels like 
everything's just copied from the last page that I read and it was super unhelpful and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And Google's like, like a dark hole, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you can just keep going down the rabbit hole of wondering like what on earth is going on? What are your hormones telling you? And um, everybody's cycle is individual, you know, like you may watch this video on understanding your cycle and you're over here like looking at your period app going, wait, when do I ovulate? And that may be, you may not be ovulating, you know? So that's why like having someone else like walk you through and look at your charts and all of that kind of stuff can be really helpful as you start to understand your cycle because we all rely on that handy dandy period app and it can't actually confirm ovulation for you. And ovulation is the highlight of your cycle because it is what causes you to produce progesterone. It's what brings on your period, you know? And so I have, I'm sure you're all guilty of it. You can all like raise your hands and go on, where the heck's my period? Like my period app said it was supposed to start five days ago. Where's my period? But the period app <laughs> didn't take into account that you were really, really stressed two weeks ago. So your ovulation got delayed. And when your ovulation got delayed, it pushed your period back. So if you're actually tracking and understanding your cycle, you will be seeing how basically life impacts your cycle. And it's telling you things. Like for me, if I get too stressed, I don't ovulate. Like it shuts down my cycle. And I was a person that all my life thought I handled stress just fine. And I do, outwardly. But it comes inwardly and shows up in things like my menstrual cycle will just go MIA. And that is a sign for me to go, oh, you better slow down. You need to slow down before you burn out or you hit a wall and you want to just, you know, strangle everybody. Okay, so that's, you know, my sign to listen to my body um, when I'm like, hmm, my ovulation, where's, where'd that go? So, it's yeah, important. totally. Um, okay, all of that is great. Uh, one of the things I really teach is manifestation. Mm -hmm. And manifestation is like meditation and visualizing. Mm -hmm. and from what I'm hearing from you, that's really good to do in phase one and phase four. Is that correct? I've never really thought about it that way. Um, I would say yes and no. Like, I think it's going to be really easy to do in phase one or phase four. No, phase one, phase one. Now I'm confusing myself. In phase one, in that follicular phase. But I think it probably is most important to do when you're bleeding in phase one. But it may be the hardest to do because okay. that's the time when you're looking back. You know, looking what went well, what didn't go well, what do I want my next cycle to look like? What do I want my next month to look like? So I think it's very important to do, but I think that a lot of times we go down that spiral, especially when we're on our period and someone says a negative comment or a client doesn't sign or something doesn't happen and all of a sudden you're the worst person and why am I even doing this? Why do I own a business? And we just go down that trail. And so I think that honestly would be the most important to do during that phase, but maybe the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because I teach people that like, uh, I don't mean, I don't teach people what you teach, but I do teach people to get out of their masculine, to get in yes. their feminine and to use the time because most of my clients are burnt out to use the time that they are taking off 
to visualize what they want and build up that excitement for what they want because that is creating your reality and it's super powerful. Um, It's more powerful than doing the work. If you can quiet your mind and visualize that Mm -hmm. stuff becomes, that stuff becomes reality. It does. And um, I tell my clients all the time, if you can't imagine yourself being healed and feeling better, you are never going to get there. Because at that point, you're just playing the victim of, that's a little bit of harsh love. Sorry, guys. Like, that, like, I'm always going to feel like this. Like, you, and it's literally, ah, so many women literally can't imagine feeling better. They don't feel like they're worthy enough to feel better. Like, can you imagine, like, not struggling to lose weight? Can you imagine not wanting to kill your husband before your period or, you know, get frustrated with your kids. Can you imagine like just not having your period take you out? And they're like, no, that would sound like unrealistic. And I'm like, that's completely possible, completely. But it just seems so unrealistic because nobody ever talks about this stuff. And so like impossible because everybody you know hates their menstrual cycle hates their hormones and so they never take any steps to get there because it's just so out of reach and like almost they feel unworthy I feel like and then we just play the victim of like I'm always going to feel like this like why should I even bother you know eating healthy because like my husband takes coffee creamer out of his coffee and loses five pounds and I eat salad and I gain 10 pounds. You know, I'm sure that you guys have thought that, you know, and it's not about that. You know, like you can feel amazing. Just like you said, if you can't visualize it, like you're not going to get there because you're not going to take the steps to get there. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. It's very important. Totally. Um, so you talked about a little about about stress and I've slowed down my life but there's only so like I'm, I'm doing the 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 seed cycling yeah. and, the, and the green tea which I thought was disgusting before but now I drink it daily um lots of water um but how like what else can we do because sometimes we just have these like stress going on, kids running around or like Mm -hmm. money things or client things. So I was thinking meditation and Wim Hof breathing. Wait, I've never heard about that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What is Wim Hof breathing? So Wim Hof is a guy who created this breathing technique and he's called the Iceman. He's like super famous. Tony Robbins promotes him. Um, and he has this breathing technique that, um, it, it works with your immune system. So it will fight off diseases. I need to look this up. I need to do this. (laughs) Um, so 
he he has his belly breathing and then you breathe up into your chest into your head and then you breathe like i think 30 big breaths wow. and then you hold a breath okay. and you push that energy up but joe dispenza kind of teaches the same kind of thing in his meditation about pushing the energy mm -hmm. up through the spine um so i'm like this must be super supportive to your hormones because it's, when I do yeah. this in the morning, I can get energy for my workouts, but I also feel like it's very healing. It sounds very similar to breath work, which if, yeah. you, if it helps take you out of your sympathetic state and puts you in that parasympathetic state where you can rest and digest, um, it's going to be more helpful for your hormones because we need to be controlling that stress. Um, but, well, I'm in a very stressed state at the moment. I would say, like, we're moving. My husband's working out of state, and so he's gone, and we're moving in a week and a half. Um, and my child's been sick. <laughs> so um, I would say that I land right in that, that category right now. And so the things that I've been doing, because I wish that I could just, you know, run away from life sometimes, you know, we wish. It's not possible. Um, but you can't push it away. You can't just be like, I need to get through this week. I just need to get through this week. You need to manage your stress, however that looks for you, whether that is, you know, like you said, the breath work. Um, for me, that means having someone to talk to. Um, that's not going to judge me when I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Um, I actually also do uh, uh, magnesium potassium baths because when you're stressed, it depe depletes your potassium. So I focus on getting potassium-rich foods in throughout my day, and then I'll take a potassium, magnesium, or Epsom salt bath at nighttime. So those are some major things that I do. I also focus on um, mushrooms, and I know we, we're, you're all going to think of a different type of mushroom, but I'm talking about like the medicinal mushrooms, <laughs> like reishi, um, or anything that's very calming to my nervous system, so I, I will take that. And then I will do ashwagandha root powder, which is, again, helps train your, your nervous system to handle stress better. So um, those are the things that I do, um, making sure that I'm not just like hoping to get through it. Um, because, you know, that, that doesn't happen and you're going to burn yourself out just pushing through. And so I acknowledge that I'm in stress and I do ways to manage it and help support my body through that. And that starts with my nutrition and, you know, activities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, a bunch of supplements. Ashwagandha is one of them. Yes. Roliola. Yep, that's another adaptogen. Yeah. And then Vitex. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm doing that to support myself. And then uh, obviously um, baths and yeah, pretty much a lot of the stuff that you said. Um, <laughs> but there's always more I could be doing. But I need to run another test with my mm -hmm. coach <laughs> um, and see where I am. But I'm, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm still like struggling yeah. at the end of my cycle so yeah and minerals have a lot to do with that um you know if your minerals are imbalanced you know it's actually very hard for us to manage our stress you know you just feel out of control and um i think that's one thing that's massive is you're i'm sure some ladies on here are like well that sounds great leah but you know i just go crazy you know and you just feel like there's nothing you can do and 
honestly, that has nothing to do with your willpower. That really has to do with an underlying imbalance. And if you can help support that and create that, then you don't get to the point where you feel like you're out of control. I love it. I but love yeah, it. So important. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? I think I'm out of questions. I don't think so. I mean, I think everyone should start tracking their cycle and, um, you know, start managing their stress and start just taking note of their symptoms so that they can start understanding what's going on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to end this and off of Facebook, and then I'll hang out with you for a minute. Sounds good. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And everything that we talked about is over in the show notes, including ways that we can stay in touch. And if you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and go over to the comments and leave me a little comment because that would mean the world to me. And I will see you guys on the next episode.